You're listening to The First 15 Minutes, a podcast where we watch the first 15 minutes of a movie we've never seen before and then guess what the rest is. I'm your host, Nikki Spaghetti, Nick Morgulis, the man with the plan, the man in charge, and I have a wonderful guest today. His name is Ben Weber. This is where you uh, say something. Nick, it is so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to figure out what the heck this movie is. And audiences, our movie today is, as you guessed, Chitty, Chitty, Bang, Bang. Oh, what a, what a um, delight. Not, not to be confused with the rapper Chitty Bang. I, uh, I've never heard of that rapper. What, what do they sing? Um, I would assume it's like Lil Baby or Da Baby. Mm. Chitty Which Bang. I don't know what that sounds like either. But that might be useful for some, we might see that rapper in the end of our movie. That's good to know, though. Uh, maybe this is kind of like uh, 8 Mile, where Chitty Bang, this is a movie basically created, or like Purple Rain, a different episode. Yeah. Maybe this movie is basically created to showcase Chitty Bang's music, acting, and kind of lifestyle. I think it's possible. It's not likely. Not likely. But, but we'll see what happens. we got to keep an open mind and an open heart, I think. I think as do we all as humans, we should always keep an open mind and an open heart. And um, But Ben, so I, you went to uh, grad school with my wife. Yes. Sarah. Yes. That's how I know you. That's right. And I've seen you perform at various, uh, I would say, I don't know, like uh, comedy showcase or, you know, comedy performances in intimate to uh, large clubs. And can you just give the audience a little precursor on what to expect from you and who you are? Like, what is your bio? Sure. Uh, well, Nick, I, uh, I, I do a lot of different things. I, I'm a comedian. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a performance artist. Uh, I, I like to make music. Uh, and so I, I really love to improvise, so it'll be really wonderful to uh, create the rest of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang uh, with you. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been in New York for uh, 17 years. I went to NYU undergrad and, and never left. Uh, I also do a lot of educational uh, work. Uh, I'm a teaching artist. Uh, instructing young people and older people uh, in theater and music and drama, and yeah, I, I'm I'm so happy to be here to play. Well, I think you are a perfect guest, so we are beyond lucky to have you. So, uh, just disclaimer: we are. I am on week five of being self-quarantined in upstate New York and we don't want to talk about it too much because uh, it dates the episode and whatever we're discussing now will not be the reality of when you are listening to this but uh, Ben just you know 20 seconds or less um, 
wh- how are you feeling about everything? You know, it it really varies from day to day. I'm I'm coming at you from my parents' house in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. I'm actually in my childhood room right now, uh, sitting at a, a desk and looking at my my grade school, uh, which I can see from my bedroom window. Um, and I have to say, you know, being here is really wonderful. I, I'm being very sweetly taken care of by my parents. I'm here with my my sweetheart, Johanna, and our friend, Malia. Um, but also being home really brings up a lot of old memories, and I find myself regressing. And, you know, the whole coronavirus situation is very overwhelming. So I, I really, I am, I am up some days, I'm down. But today, and I think it's because of this podcast and the first 15 minutes of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I'm feeling up. Well, up, up and away we go. Thank you. And I agree. Uh, it's a lot of people who have the luxury of being able to return back to their childhood homes in either suburbia or wherever it is are feeling uh, like, yeah, they are regressing back to childhood. They are skateboarding around the block and then coming home to eat uh, tuna sandwiches and Pringles. Yes. And um, someone is doing their laundry for the first time in, you know, uh, 10 years yeah so that's pretty pretty cool for a lot of people i feel grateful and hashtag blessed that my in-laws have this wonderful large farmhouse not a farmhouse it's a house surrounded by farms and yeah it's an idyllic beautiful upstate town with 500 people so wow I know other people are stuck in apartments and uh, are stressed out about a lot of different things. And um, we hope that this, either in the near future or in the far distant future and uh, after the Earth is a, a burning shell and you are on a space station listening to this podcast, thank you for your... Um, thank you for your patronage listening to one of the final podcasts recorded on the planet Earth before yes. uh, we destroyed it. Yeah, that burning shell. Uh, it's going to be briefly beautiful, but I think it'll feel bad once it sort of once we realize what we've done. Once the last lizard dies. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, a little more positive from now on. Okay, so Ben. Nick. Tell me what you saw in the first 15 minutes of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay, so I, I was trying to do a, as close of a read as possible. So it opens, we have no visuals, and we just hear a lot of car sounds. Um, and so then the the blackness fades up, and we see we're at the British Grand Prix in 1908. Um, and the credits are rolling, and... Um, the the first thing I, I had a question about is it, it says Ian Fleming's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Is is that the same Ian Fleming of like James Bond? Or am I am I uh, convoluting uh, my Flemings here? I think that there's a lot of British people with the same f- surname and first name, last name. But I would say that let's just I think it has to be the same Ian Fleming. Yeah. If not. That's just a wild coincidence. And guess also who the screenplay is by. Uh, I'm Roald not sure. Dahl of really? 
James and the Giant Peach Infamy. Wow. That's really good to know. Okay. So, yeah, this so is going to be good This is basically data. a James Bond, James Bond and the Giant Peach mashup. That's so great. Okay. That's really good intel. So there has to be a giant centipede at some point. Yes. And uh, maybe a flock of seagulls will save the day. Yes. With uh, the that band as the score. Yes. Uh, are they? But please, yeah, but please, can, yeah, the, uh, which, say that again, sing that again. Oh, and I ran, I ran, is that them? I ran so far. It should be. Okay. Uh, no, isn't it shout? Oh. Shout. Let, let it all out. out. That guy actually, you know what that song is about? I, I, uh watched a lot of pop-up video on vh1 as a kid and that guy used scream therapy and it's basically you blow out your vocal cords screaming and you kind of wear yourself out and that's how you deal with past trauma wow but uh but okay that blackness at the beginning i actually thought my computer was not working properly it was like a full minute of just like like, okay but keep going okay so i i just actually did a quick uh search and it is the same ian fleming uh who who wrote the the story for his his son casper same james bond ian fleming whoa so yeah james bond and the giant peach um, okay, so then we move to the Grand Prix uh, in France, and we see a lot of... Uh, it's basically this this very muddy track where people are all dressed up, and it's, you know, it's in the, the early century, so people are in very fancy clothes and big hats, um, and you see a French flag. Um, I think it's in France where there's this very, uh, I think, seemingly attempting to be funny photo mishap bit where the photo guy just can't get his flash to explode and then he finally does one two three and then we're in deutschland germany um another grand prix so we're we're taken through and then i think we return to the next year's british grand prix correct um and in that one there is a girl with a dog who rushes out in front of the racetrack and the race car uh, veers off. And it's really this kind of horrendous accident in, in this huge fireball. And I think many, it it seems like many people are killed. Uh, And then, then we meet these two kids who are sitting in presumably the same car crashed car, pretending to be in a race. And this very nasty man comes in. I, I suppose they're at, like, it's a junkyard owned by a man named Bill Coggins. And the, the nasty man wants to purchase this car that the kids are, are driving in. And the, the I guess, I don't know, he's really mean to the kids. And, and uh, he, yeah, for, he... At first, he says... Uh... Why are, why are you uh, playing around on this car? You want me to beat you? That's right. And the and the kids are like, well, of course not. And then a little bit later, he he says, uh, in, 
in other, I don't know, in, in a certain way, he says, I'm going to murder you. Yeah. Well, so so basically the kids are like, hey, sir, what are you going to do with this car? And he says, well, I'm going to melt it down and I'm going to make it into a cube and then turn it into liquid iron. And, and the little boy says, oh, well, that's you can't do that. It's going to be murder. And then the guy says, well, there's going to be two more murders if you don't shut your yap or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that's really intense. There's a lot of intensity uh, in the first 15 minutes. And then we meet this fancy woman. Uh, and the kids, again, run out in the middle of the street. And she swerves and goes into l- a little bog. And she's very uh, upset by this. She's dressed in this very beautiful hat and this white dress. And she's wondering why the kids aren't in school. Uh we, we learned that the kids are named Jeremy and Jemima. We learned that the fancy woman is named Truly. And the kids direct her to where they live, which is a castle on top of the hill. And Truly says, well, I have a few things to say to your dad. And we, we go to the top of the hill to the castle and where we meet Dick Van Dyke. Um, and he is, uh, I guess, an inventor. What is, he, what is he working on when we meet him? Yeah, he's got uh, this uh, metal kind of suit of armor with a kind of the shape of bird feathers and all these fireworks, you know, basically wily Coyote style, large red rockets strapped to his back and he's got skis or something. Yes. And he's on, he's on like a, maybe like a 40 foot long um, kind of railroad track at a, at a 45 degree angle. And he's testing out the rockets, seeing if they'll propel him up this... Uh, sort of ramp and you know and i think the what we learn in the next few minutes is that he's kind of this pie in the sky uh inventor who's aloof and you know is always busy doing this or that and doesn't really care if his kids are going to school or not as long as they stay curious and um this lady's a very up- uptight proper lady and yes. she's very, you know, says, oh, you know, kids need to be in school and blah, blah, blah. And he says, well, didn't you ever, weren't you ever truant? And she goes, absolutely not. And he goes, well, that figures. And um, she's very uh, curious and interested by all of these contraptions that he's got going on. And uh, amazing production design, uh, by the way, with all of this. And, but yeah, back to, you know, so yeah. And then he's got a, I think we're around 15 minutes where I stopped. He was showing her this like 20 foot long vacuum cleaner that sucked up a rug. Mm. And, um, you know, this movie was released in 1968. Vacuum cleaners did exist. Okay. But, you know, if let's say this is happening around 1910, uh, you know, no, you know what, by the look of the car, you know, the cars that were in the races versus the car that she was driving, Mm. I would say it's been a good 10 years. Okay. uh, So let's say it's about 1950. Well, I, I, World War One has should not have started yet. Yeah, so it's got to be before nineteen fourteen. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, not sure. We also meet this this character, this limping old man who comes out of the house dressed in all white, wearing a pith helmet, uh, and he seems to be a bit daft, and he exclaims to. Uh, truly, that he's on his way to go to India to have tea with the Maharaja. 
but then he walks into an outhouse. Ah, that's uh, so. Yeah. So that's clearly, you know, uh, symbolic for war is hell. Yes, this man is clearly uh, has, you know, not shell shock because World War One has not happened yet, but he clearly has PTSD from his time in the colonies, as yes. we'll say. Yes, maybe in India, maybe in uh, Ethiopia, maybe. Even in the West Indies, which is not India at all, it's right. the Caribbean. Yes. So he's uh, he probably had scurvy. He spent months on ships. Yes. He's done God knows what treacherous, evil things to the local populace, and he can't live with himself. And clearly. yeah, so he's in this fugue state, this this sort of sense of madness protecting him from, yeah, all of his his evils. If, if he ever even fully reflected on what atrocities he's committed, he would, he would uh, by no means be able to continue living and would surely take his own life. I think that's going to be an important point to, uh, to weave into the rest of the movie. I, I feel like that's a, a pretty salient uh, point of drama that's going to happen in the movie. So uh, let's... We've reached about the 15-minute point of the movie, so yes. let's kind of go back. So there was a car, the number three car, winning the Grand Prix okay. in, in the British Grand Prix, then winning the French Grand Prix, then the German Grand Prix, and then back the next year to the British Grand Prix where it swerved to not hit a little girl and her dog, but instead hit about 20 or 30 people on the side of the racetrack. Yes. And then plummeted down a ravine, caught fire, killing the driver and the co-driver. Yeah. Instantly in a ball of flames, the car is destroyed, ends up at a junkyard owned by Bill Coggins, mm -hmm. uh, a kind of, you know, very nice kind of mechanic guy. Oh, yeah. And this kind of milkman or whoever he is that wants to buy the car is going to give him 30 pence or shillings or whatever. Pounds. I, mean, I don't know. Pence is pennies. So it's shillings or pounds, I guess. And... The kids are like, no, you said we could play with it. But th the reason they leave is because they're going to go convince their papa, Dick Van Dyke. And we don't know his name, so we'll just call him Dick from we, now on. We know his name is Mr. Potts, I think. Pox? Potts. Like, I, I heard Potts like Like a, small a, pox? No, like, like a pot of rice. Okay, so we'll just call him Potts. Potts. I feel like every time I say Potts, I'm really, I'm blowing a lot of air on my microphone. Potts. Oh. Well, yeah, I, it's coming, if, at least from my my angle, it sounds perfectly Okay. Perfectly All good. All right, so, yeah, so we've got this evil, we got the, the mechanic, Bill Coggins. We've got this evil milkman. Mm -hmm. We've got this up uptight lady named Truly. Yes. And I don't know, is she possibly named after the spiked seltzer brand Truly, which I believe is... Um, probably in second or third place behind White Claw. Nice. And, pff, yeah, we've got the kids. I, I bet that's true, and I bet that it's going to be really important when uh, Chitty Bang comes in. Uh, I bet Chitty Bang loves to drink truly. And, the, and he probably says something very inappropriate to her. He's like, oh, truly? Oh, I, I would drink that up. Yeah. But like, but winks at her. Yeah, and that's probably extremely uh, uncomfortable Offense. for her. Yeah, and then 
Dick Van Dyke. Oh, I'm sorry. Potts probably has to defend her honor, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've got this car that we obviously do not, the kids love and we don't want it to be burned. We've got this inventor who's very good with his hands mm-hmm. in all mechanical ways. This lady, these two kids, oh, they got a, they also have a big sheepdog, which is great. Yes, his name I, was like I... Al, Alpazar or Alphonse or, or something. Yeah. They're like, come here, but you, you don't really understand what they say. No, I couldn't. The... Um... Uh, we've got the evil milkman and Bill Coggins. Okay, so, and then Benny Hill. Yes, I noticed Benny Hill's name in the credits. In the uh, credits. I, I, was a, I don't know if you were raised by Comedy Central as I was, but, um, yeah, Benny Hill, uh, I watched his show a lot, and uh, he, he meant and, a lot to me. And that show, if I'm not mistaken, is 95% scooby-doo type shots where people are running in and out of doorways down a hallway that's right um and him chasing scantily clad women as a very horny old man sort of peppy Le Pew style um a very inappropriate uh consentless kind of gropey guy yes that's that's right do you do you, ben do you feel like this um his you were sort of shaped, you were possibly shaped by Benny Hill in in the way that you uh, sought kind of romantic relationships with uh, You know, I think uh, maybe in a way, it, it definitely shaped me in the, the way that I probably began to identify as kind of his, his physicality. Like I... It, it was very re- refreshing to know that sort of a, a portly, oily uh, <laughs> British man could be in the company of so many beautiful, scantily clad women. Um, and so I guess it, it took a lot of the pressure off uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, my pursuits and just fi- and, and figured, you know, I like to make, you know, goofy, goofy little skits when I was a, a young, young lad. And so I figured maybe if I just keep uh, making these goofy skits, then someday a truckload of scantily clad women will will come, and I will chase them. Do you mind just briefly singing that famous tune so everyone, if if you're not remembering, I'm ready. What... I'm, I've been Go. ready. I've been holding and back. action. I've been. Are you ready? Yes. All right. And he's running. Going right to left through a doorway, going left to right. The ladies do not want to be grabbed, but he's smiling, chasing them. And he's always dressed in like, he's like a mailman or some sort of uniform he's wearing. Yes, it's almost like the softest core, softest version of pornography, I guess. It's not even pornography, it's like daytime TV uh, eroticism. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is going to be, he's going to be a powerful kind of force for sexual awakening, I'm guessing, later on in the film. That would be my my prediction. Yes. Oh, and also, um, if anyone knows who Benny Hill is, maybe you know who Benny Hind is, H-I-N-D. He is the Indian televangelist who has made hundreds of millions of dollars duping 
people into donating money and he, and uh he believes in miracles and he's always um kind of t- uh touching people's foreheads and they pass out wow. anyone's ever seen those videos i would google benny hind h-i-n-d and benny hill and just watch some of both of those videos on youtube it's sort of like uh you know it's it's like your your dessert and your vegetables next to each other and you yeah. just switch and you know get get turned and get healed yes sexual healing yes in a way yes. so okay so what happens we need this to be a, a film yeah. with a beginning a middle and an end um i'm going to assume that uh pots tries to fix that car yes and then the bad guy's going to be the milkman. Mm-hmm. The colonial guy, which do we know what his name is? No. Did you already say? I No, I have okay, no so idea. So let's call him uh, Rudyard Kipling. No, he was, I think, a good guy. But he yeah. did write about that period. Uh, Ricky Tiki Tavi, maybe. Ooh, Chitty nice. Chitty Bang Bang, Ricky Tiki Tavi. Great, we'll call him Ricky similar... Tiki. Great. Well, let's call him Ricky Tiki. Okay. Ricky Tiki. Ricky Tiki uh, T. So I think what happens, and, you know, feel free to, to kind of uh, join along here. Yes. Is that there's going, they're going to get that car. Yeah. They're going to get that car. But when they go to get it, the milkman is there to, and he says, well, we made a deal, Bill Coggins. And I'm not even going to attempt to do a British Cockney accent, but he goes, we made a deal, Bill Coggins, I was going to buy this car for 30 shillings. And uh, Potts, you know, will do anything for his kids. And they're saying, no, Papa, no, please, Papa, you must buy it. You mustn't let him burn the, the car. And uh, I think it starts with a fist fight. Nice. And it starts with a fist fight. And I bet uh, that, yeah, I bet that, that Potts has invented like uh, some sort of like fist fight contraption that really like sort of, uh yeah like uh, what's it called um, brass knuckles but yes, brass deadlier. knuckles but extremely elaborate or like some sort of you know punching bag on a lever um that like extends yes yeah so they're definitely doing kind of the the double uppercut underhand old-timey boxy yes. setup yes they're definitely doing that most likely they're they've got this underhand double you know they're 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 doing the circles with their hands. I I I am assuming the milkman gets a few shots in. Oh yes, he's the bad guy, and um, you know, uh, Potts spits a tooth out onto the ground, mm-hmm. and the kids are cheering on. And truly, she's never you know she doesn't you know like violence, and no. she's a proper lady, so she's screaming yes at the top of her lungs, and uh, the dog is barking. This giant sheepdog is barking i think the um uh ricky ticky is being sent back into a sort of a ptsd flashback so he's come down for this too yeah he hears he hears the commotion Uh he's you know he's also yelling at the top of his lungs kind of running kind of in circles yeah but um yeah so Potts spits out a couple teeth wipes the blood off of his mouth you know slowly approaches uh, the milkman and and I think that's where this punching 
this uh, uh, like this punch hand on a lever comes out, mm-hmm. and and I think it, it knocks his head clean off. And and when yeah. I say that, I'm not even uh, you know, it's not a something i'm saying it it's literally his head yeah and decapitated yes and i think we see just there seems to be a lot of like rolling into like ditches or swamps and so we probably follow this rolling head into a little bog or a swamp or some sort of muddy ditch yeah and and also just, just i forgot to say is um when we all, we saw that montage of people racing, mm-hmm. it seemed like every ten seconds one of the cars flew off the road because they just didn't turn. Right, like a tur- a turn is coming up and they just don't turn. Right, so I, was, I, I a little bit suspicious that uh, these professional race car drivers can't turn the car, but <clears throat> maybe this will come up later. Yeah, there. I would assume that something will be in the road again where they have to swerve. Because it already happened two times in the movie, and uh, okay, so uh, they uh, they they fatally maim this milkman. Milk Bill Coggins says, "What have you done? You know, I don't I don't want the authorities on my property. I'd uh, yo, you've you've ruined me, Potts. You and your stupid children. I should have never let them play in the number three car." And, you know, so, you know, yeah, I I think they have to leave town. They do. I I would guess that they have to leave town. But I also but before they do, they also have to deal with the the body. Right. So the the head falls in a bog. No problem. Like no one's going to find the head. It'll be. Oh, I know what he does. I think they they drag the body. They put the body on the I think they just he punts the head into the middle of the bog like a soccer ball. Yep. Then he straps the body to the giant sheepdog. Okay. Like a kind of like a pack mule, mm-hmm. and then they, and then he, with a horse-drawn carriage, drags the car back to the house, and there's kind of this uh, kind of trail of people. It's it's the dog up front with the 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 milkman's body. Then it's the two kids. Then truly. Then Ricky Ticky, then the dad pulling on the the front of two giant Clydesdales as they mm-hmm. are dragging this car, towing this car back up to the hill. Then once they get there, I think that he straps the body into the uh, that uh, sort of firework rocket suit. Oh, nice, yeah. And for good measure, he adds a few more rockets, and he shoots that lifeless corpse yeah hundreds you know i would say maybe five miles ten five, yeah. maybe a mile into the sky yeah and who knows where it ends up who and knows? he goes but and he goes miss truly you tr- i think this is where there's like a clever he's like a clever thing goes truly you are truly now an accessory to murder and i suggest we leave this town post haste and she is beside herself. She's not sure what to do. She's just been, you know, she's a city gal. She, yeah. she does not live out here in the country. And no. she goes, uh, well, I, yes, I can't. I'm, we need to go back to London. And wow. he goes, why? That's a swell idea. I think if there's anywhere for me to hide out, that would be London town. Okay. So Now, now I don't want to for- spoil anything for our 
our audience, but like by, by strapping the body to the dog, a lot of the milkman's blood has sort of been absorbed into the dog. And I'm just going to say that's going to come in. That's going to be important later that like the yes. blood in essence has sort of been getting absorbed into this uh, initially friendly sheepdog. Just saying. And I think just, yeah, for the rest of the movie, this dog is now uh, completely stained in blood. Yes. And I, I'm going to even go so far as presumably the spirit and essence of the slain milkman begins to uh, enter the dog. And there's like a slow transformation and almost reanimation of this character. This is this is my thought. Oh, like an American will, werewolf in London. So it's a, a British, a milkman sheepdog in London. In London, yes. But but okay. But we're not. We don't know that yet. But that's gonna. There's gonna be probably a, a moment where that supernatural uh, thing is gonna emerge. Yeah. Okay. So he. So he's. He. Okay. Now montage. Yeah. Um. So Ricky Ticky is like still kind of in in the depths of this kind of PTSD flashback. Mm-hmm. The 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 children and truly are you know pouring uh, scotch down his throat and yeah. they've kind of strapped him to this chair trying all sorts of 1910 uh elixirs on him mm-hmm. which is mostly uh, opium and morphine yes. and all these you know things to try to calm him down all these uh elixirs as i just said and uh, you know but back to uh, pots him and the sheepdog are busy trying to fix up this car and let's not think about that the lady has a car. I think what, what could be funny is that they could have just driven her car out of town. Right. But instead, Potts takes her car apart to make this burned out sh- shell of the number three car yes. work. That's 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 excellent. And yes. she's like, what the fuck did you do to my car? And he goes, well, I had to get that car running. And she's like, but why didn't we just take my car? And he goes, no time to explain. Okay, and that's but, um, also okay, so, gonna that's gonna set us yeah. up for something later as well. Yeah. So so he he finishes this car, all this montage ends, and voila, he, he everybody goes outside to see what he's done. It's all kind of uh, piecemeal together. It's got all of these kind of different scraps of different machines. That vacuum cleaner somehow comes into play. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. The vacuum cleaner is now it's like a transformer or a Power Ranger. Yes, it's taken about seven contraptions and kind of welded them all together Mm -hmm. to create this escape vehicle for them so here we are now it's almost a little bit like um uh not east of eden oh grapes of wrath okay these these okies heading west Mm -hmm. away from the dust bowl away from basically death because as we all know that um there weren't very many social services available to people so if uh if Potts ends up in jail, clearly this, you know, Ricky Ticky cannot take care of him. And these kids will end up in a f- orphanage where they will be uh, worked to death in a, in a looming in a looming mill, some sort of um, industrial revolution mill. And uh, there will be no hope for them to ever have a happy life or, a f- or the type of life that uh, Potts would have wanted. So right. he's doing this for the kids. Yeah. So... They're 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 making their way through little villages and t- and towns in England. They've all 
taken uh, s- uh, different names, and we don't have to get into that now. No, but no. They're, they're they're lying to everyone as they go. Yeah, they're saying, "Oh, we're just a- go." Oh, sorry, go ahead. Ben. Oh no, well, so that no, absolutely. So they're they're changing their names, and I, I guess I just see them. They're getting out of one village, and on an open road, they see this dark figure, a hitchhiker on the side of the road. So they're 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 driving the number three car. And who is this hitchhiker? They get closer and closer, but it is um, rapper Chitty Bang. Okay, that's fun. And he's kind of like a, a 1910, well, let's just assume he's sort of like a, this cool jester-like Snoop Dogg character. Yes, yes. In terms of, you know, we have to, you know, so uh, let's see. I, I'm on Chitty Bang's uh, Wikipedia page uh, right now, can you describe what he looks like? Because um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a young, handsome black man. He's he's rapping into a microphone in this this picture. Um, his pants are riding down, uh, shaved head, big glasses. Prescription um, or sunglasses? Uh, prescription. Whoa. Okay, so he's not ashamed of his uh, visual impairments. No. Um, it doesn't... Maybe he's kind of like maybe he's like a spokesman for um, normalizing glasses. Yeah, and it seems like he he performs a lot at colleges. So he's like at Rensselaer. He uh, it sounds like he went to Drexel in Philadelphia, mm. uh, and he packed a show at Swarthmore College and Middlebury College. That's sort of how he he came out, but. Certainly, this is 1910, and so I, I think this is—it's sort of a metaphor for all of this. Um, and I'm not sure. I so think he, he's a touring music. He's a touring musician. Let's yeah. just let's say he's got an accordion on his back. Perfect. And he's sort of this uh, rapping accordion. Is a meester? What's a meester? Is that some sort of old timey profession? A uh, meister? meister? I'm not sure. Like a maester, like in Game of Thrones, like the monks? Yeah. Oh, I'm just confusing things. So, yeah. Oh, he's like a troubadour. Uh, a he's troubadour, like a, yeah. He's a traveling yeah. musician going village to village, yeah. town to town, uh, entertaining the f- the village folk with his raps and of the dated, and accordion songs of the day-to-day kind of happenings of uh, of other villages and he tells these kind of folk tales of robin hood characters and mm-hmm. beautiful maidens and dragon slayers and um you can just imagine it's sort of like this hip-hoppy polka beats with um wiz khalifa like rapping nice and and he probably smokes weed yeah um just because it would be f- more fun yeah, and he probably it just is always in uh, Truly's face, and she's always sort of frowning. Oh yeah, there's like this. Oh, so yeah, immediately. So we yeah, immediately they're like, oh, they're not gonna like each other mm-hmm. because he's like this kind of traveling kind of uh, bohemian, and she's this uptight lady. Yeah, and I think later they're probably going to get together. Absolutely. And that's even though uh, Mr. Potts clearly is. Uh, you know, probably the the one we think yeah. he's going to get to, but he's got no time for women. He's got to take care of his um, murdering father or father-in-law. Right. He, and he's now we're assuming either he's a di- divorced man or a widower. Yeah. I think he's a widower, so he's 
he probably probably doesn't want to marry again. No. And he'll forever be loyal to his deceased wife, who I can only assume perished when one of his inventions, um, you know, an inv- uh, testing one of the inventions went wrong. Something along the lines of an explosion, a fire, a, a large wooden wheel mm. rolling over her and uh, maybe snapping her spine yeah. in front of the children. Oh, in front of the children. Scarring them. And, I, feel like, uh, I feel like he he might be lying to the children or because they, they seem to love him very much. And I, I know I would sort of cool if my invent like I wouldn't be as proud of my inventor father if he caused the death of my mother well they were quite young and he may have just bla- he may have blamed it on her got it a clumsiness right so oh. he's he's uh he's covered all of his bases as far as losing the love and respect right and admiration of his kids because he doesn't he has raised them you know like little birds he's hand fed them from birth yes and um, so it's fairly dark, but that, I think that's what happened. So, okay, so he joins he go, um, and truly actually says, uh, no, we should we should not pick up this hitchhiker because uh, uh, Potts goes, where, where are you headed, uh, mister? And he goes, uh, to London, towards London. He goes, well, that's where we're going. And uh, I think he jumps in, you know, he gets in and uh, maybe he... Maybe before he sings them a song of gratitude and they're all loving it. And maybe the kids are doing kind of like sort of hip hop dances, like TikTok hip hop dances. Yeah. They're dabbing. Yes. They're doing um, the the Fortnite dance where you're swinging your hands, the, you know, the floss. In front, behind, in front. Mm-hmm. What's it called? The floss. The floss. Mm-hmm. Correct. You floss. They're flossing. They're dabbing. They're d- you know, maybe... Um, Toosie Step it, is something I just looked up yesterday. What? The Toosie Slide, excuse me. Uh, that's Drake's new TikTok dance. Mm. I think even Ricky Ticky does the worm at some point during Absolutely. this. This is like a really fun yeah. part. And everyone's... Like, there's close-ups of everyone's faces. Everyone's loving it. Even the dog gets a close-up and it barks. Mm-hmm. And then you cut to Truly and she's rolling her eyes like, yeah. well... That's no, uh, I am actually a fan of Maurice Ravel and Shop. Oh, no, none of these people are alive yet. Um, I'm actually a fan of uh, the classics. I, I love, oh, what, what's that? Um, what's the old timey piano that um, Beethoven and Bach played? It's not a real piano, it sounds like a harpsichord. Like a harpsichord, yeah. She actually loves harpsichord. Nice, and I think later in the movie, they and a church to sleep then overnight they break in and that's I think this is much later probably end of act two beginning of act three this is where Chitty Bang basically um, sings her a love song on the harpsichord like a love song on the harpsichord where she finally understands that you know this is the guy for me you know opposites attract type of thing okay but but back to business, he sings this awesome song. Everyone is all into it. You know, immediately there's like all, all these cool shots that we, we, you know, were not really part of the style before. And um, yeah, and then they take off. Okay, and then everything's going well. They they camp for the night. They're like one big dysfunctional, not dysfunctional, but one big kind of family of uh, outcasts. And um, 
they're they're making a big pot of bean soup mm. and they're adding their they like go to a farm and they kind of pilfer which means steal mm-hmm. all these little onions and carrots and turnips and they maybe uh kill a chicken and they're making a big stew and everybody's happy the father's telling us st- stories of uh, inventions past and you know uh, chitty is singing songs and even um you know uh uh, Ricky Tikki's had some rum, and he's telling a uh, kind of this like kind of war, uh, like a war poem. Mm, nice, kind of Braveheart style. Yeah, and, and I, I imagine think... it's it's very it's sort of eerily graphic and inappropriate, and like everyone, uh, you know, as he sort of gets to the climax, they quickly interrupt him and change focus on on to something. Yes, because it's it's uh, yeah, it's uh, extremely racist, probably at some yeah. point. And, you know, I um, feel like. So are they? They're in like a farmhouse. They've broken no, no. Into? They they they've they've hidden in the forest. Oh, in the forest. And then there were yeah. And then they they sneak into onto a farm to steal these food foods. And then they go back. Back. And then the they're forest. all around the campfire, happy scene. And then they they all go to bed happy, um, in their little things. And then and then early morning you hear a a little rap 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 on the forest. No, no, I'm sorry. On like uh, on his tent or on the car, oh, okay, on yep. the hood of the car, and they Got wake it. up. Mm-hmm. And who is it? It's uh, I don't know what what's what's a policeman in England called? A oh, constable. Bobby. A constable. Yeah, the town constable. And who is it? Other than Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Wh- yes. Dressed in all black, an ominous, shadowy figure. Nice. And he's got this torch. He's got a tin tin what do you call them like a it's like the the a lamp that uh-huh. you hold oh, in a your lantern hand. yep a lantern lamp turn um, he's got a lantern and he and he's like hey what's this all about uh you Ooh. know what are you doing you know what are you Benny. what what are you doing here you can't you can't camp on private property and um and the jig is up you know that they they're terrified they they are you know they've murdered a man yeah and they've just stolen from this farmer. And, you know, uh, he says, uh, farmer reported, um, you know, uh, he had a, one of his chickens killed. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that. And there's clear, like, chicken feathers over, the, like, yeah. in the corner. No, it's, it's, you know, he doesn't see them. Everyone's worried. Yeah. You know, once again, all these close-ups of everyone very worried. Even yeah. And then close-up of the dog, and it barks. Yeah. And uh, once again, it's all covered in blood also. And I think, um, you know, he's about to, uh, he, he kind of figures that I goes, oh, hold on, let me, let me check my books on, uh, you know, well, any uh, people that I'm supposed to be looking for. You kind of, you, I think you almost match the description of a man wanted for murder up in Yorkshire. Yes, of course, because the other yeah, report is going around and I, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, that's gonna also come into play when sorts. they get to London. So I think uh at some point let's not forget he's going to have to change um almost almost like uh f- the movie Face Off or kind of Frankenstyle Frankenstyled. He's going to have to change the his face by uh, doing self surgery. Pots? Pots. Wow. Okay. But we're not there yet. No, not, not but, there yet. But they know they're going to be busted. They know that at any moment, and, you know, 
he like unbuckles the, like the holster. He takes off, you know, unbuckles the two buttons on the holster where his old timey uh, pistol is, mm-hmm. and he's he goes, okay, turn around. Uh, like fuck, he's busted. And then who steps up to really show show her metal? M e t t l e. Of course, truly. And truly I, uh, is this... hits him with a lot with a club of wow. sorts. Because I, I could see this going two ways. Because truly, I'm because we have Benny Hill, you know, uh, sexually thirsty uh, artist. Oh, she could distract him with her good looks. I feel like yeah, she might be able to use like because she's been prim and proper, but she can she she reads this man and sort of sees his weakness. Yeah, instead of resorting to violence, she uses her her feminine power. Uh, yeah, to distract him or even to, to distract him, convert and I him. Think... And and join have them join their, you know their their brigade because I feel like it would be useful yeah. to have a law enforcement uh, in their well, little team. Hmm. I I was thinking that maybe they club him. Someone clubs him. They yeah. they think that he's dead. They bury him oh, in wow. a shallow grave, wow. thinking they've also killed him. But then he several minutes later wakes up and escapes from this grave and now is in pursuit of them for the rest of the film. Nice. So I like that. And I feel like there's got to be some sort of transformative, like he, he, he's transformed in some sort of uh, supervillain way. Like, so they bury him in a shallow grave and maybe they, They've, his face is scarred. They, He's got a face huge is scarred. Cut. Do they pour something over the grave? Yes, of course. They uh, they smash the. This is what happens. They smash his lan. He puts the lantern mm. down to get grabby with the lady, to, mm-hmm. and the kids smash kids. the lantern on his face. Nice. Uh, his face is is melting. He. Oh, this is what happens. He's tr- running in circles t- to kind of put out the fire. Runs into a tree, mm-hmm. knocking himself out. Yeah, that's where they uh, dig the grave, bury him, um, and uh, leave him for dead. Thinking, well, he's he's badly burned. You know, he he's not going to cause any trouble for us, for us now. And then they leave. Uh, they they pack up quickly and leave. And you know. Yeah, and then yeah, I think they yeah they leave and then they, you know they they get to London. Yeah, I think there's sort of a montage again. Yes. they don't need to be in any more villages. They get to London. I like I like bringing in this harpsichord moment. Like once they arrive in London, their first sort of port of call is this church on the outskirts of town with a harpsichord. Oh, maybe because what this is what happens. They they ask these other kind of uh, vagrant looking people. Hey, is there any place to get a meal for some weary travelers? And they go, yes, over at the the, the church. The church will give you a a bowl of gruel and a, a slice of of dry bread. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't the best, but it's it's something f- to fill your belly. So they they go for it, and there's a very kind uh, priest or minister, whatever you call it, and. Yeah, and uh, he says, you guys can stay here for the night. No more, no less. Um, and that's where this large, beautiful 
what, what do you call it? What, what, what are British people? Protestant? Oh, are they oh they're Episcopalian? Anglican. They're what? Anglican, Anglican. Episcopalian is like the, the Americanized Anglican. So they, they, most of them are Church of England people. So it's a large, beautiful church. Yeah. Um, everyone kind of uh, cuddles up on, on these pews. Everyone picks a pew. But uh, Chitty, Chitty can't sleep, so he goes over to the harpsichord and uh, truly, you know, li liking the music, walks over. And that's when he starts singing to her. And uh, Ben, if you'd like, you could... Sorry. Oh, I think like pretty much every podcast I burp a few times because I'm always chugging LaCroix. So yeah, I'm, you got it. My apologies. No, no, it's it's good. But um, if you'd like, since you are a musician and a song bird, I've heard, mm. uh, maybe you, you could write a few lyrics right now. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. And I, I feel dun, like dun, I, I like uh, uh, this is a love song. Na, na. Two dun, 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 dun. like that sort of so so I'm sitting here in the church and we ran away from danger oh come and sit close to me I am not a stranger please put your hand in mine and listen to my song and if we are together, we'll put our lives uh, into something strong. Along. We'll always get along. We'll always get strong. along. That's nice. Uh, and I think during this song, we see Benny Hill emerge from his shadow grave and, and really sort of come into his own as this disfigured uh, supervillain. Like, he has to, like, heal yeah. himself, and maybe he, he like, oh, covers right. himself in, in swamp mud or something. Or uh, Yes. I think it would be fun if maybe he walks over to a creek, a sh I don't know, like a little pond, and, he, and it's a full moon, and he can see his own reflection in this still pond. Mm. And that's when he realizes, oh, the man I remember being is doesn't exist anymore no. i am now this scarred uh the phantom of the popper i don't know uh, i am the yeah i am the phantom of yorkshire i am the scar man scar man like that so yeah so scar man uh and he he's traveling on foot there the guys are still in in driving the number three car right well yes yeah it's parked Great. It's parked next to the church. Yeah, and Scarman. Uh, ooh, maybe, maybe he. Do you think he rides on horse or there's some sort of? I think of... he's got a. I think he has a black horse with red eyes. Nice, great. So, and he probably maybe wraps himself in a cloak or you know, he's just a terrifying, terrifying monster man. Yeah, maybe he has a, a mask, like a makeshift uh, mask made of. Le like a leather boot all cut yeah up. leather boot and i'm thinking like shards of the lantern so maybe it's like that like the oh eye there's still glass embedded in yeah. his yeah face. And, so, and that pokes out of the leather and like so maybe it frames his face just so oh you know it'd be so disgusting is if there's like a little piece of his skull that chipped off and you can see his brain mm. like so you're always seeing his brain kind of like this wet little mm. moving thing so 
Okay, keep going. No, that's nice. And I feel maybe it should be in like the, sort of the front of his head. So you always are sort of have to look at it. It's kind of perfectly like this teardrop or this, you know, some yes. sort of geometric shape of brain. Yeah, triangle or yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you think it's sort of like a red, you know, some, oh, like this is his symbol. But really, it's just exposed brain, which is great. That's great. Okay, so uh, so once again, they, they everyone goes to bed content. I think this is where Truly and Chitty Bang go for a kiss. Mm -hmm. And I think that right as they're about to kiss, the priest says, the priest walks in, he goes, okay, enough of that. There'll be no kissing in my, in my church. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we know that they'll, they're gonna, they'll kiss later. Yeah. They, they'll be kissing later. Yeah. And then there's um, just this tension for the, you know, for, for however long. And they, they and and they are more devoted to each other than the other travelers. Yes, they know that. You know, it, if we had to choose, it, it's just, it's got to be us. It's 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 us now. I like that. So, now, so there could be maybe like a a, a deceit later where um, they kind of. No, nah, I don't know. We'll like see, kind of like a, Ju I, a, Judas, a Judas situation. Yeah, that's interesting. But I feel like London is just ablaze with uh, news of these people. They're like looking for these murderers uh, and thieves. Like the news of their of their bad deeds has obviously traveled to London. So, so they need money. They need so, money, and they need uh, some face changing. They need to change their appearance. Okay, so maybe maybe he he's going to change everyone's face. Yeah, but then at the okay, so we need to work up to that. So okay, so they they're they're stealing, they're they're robbing, they're they're um, you know they're doing all these things, and also I guess Chitty was now involved in the second murder yes so, so they think so he's also wanted right but he he dons a mask and he's busking he's making money the kids are little street urchins mm -hmm. kind of pickpockets mm, nice. the um, the uh truly never sleeps with a man but she poses as a uh prostitute mm -hmm. but once when she gets the men back to the johns back to uh the the, the place that's where um Pots, Pots probably uh, Pots hits them, them. Hits them. Yeah, wraps a chain around their neck yeah. and kind of pulls until their eyes pop out. That's right. And and the bodies just keep stacking. They they it's a it's a sickly, deadly cycle that they've kind of caught themselves in. Is one murder leads to another that Ooh. leads to another, and just to survive, now they need to just keep murdering men. Oh, okay, and I have I have an idea now. So they've they've accumulated all these bodies, right? And Yeah. They're like and they're, oh. they're taking the faces off. Well, they could take the faces off. That's that's a good idea actually. That's not bad. I was also thinking that it's like, "Oh, we need to dispose of them. Let's like take them out to this uh tannery or something and like dip them in in lye or some sort of caustic thing." And they don't even think about changing their faces, but in sort of tossing all the bodies in, uh, there's some splashback, and their like little splashes of acid or lye uh, disfigure their face. But also taking the faces as masks, um, I'm thinking. I, you know, he's an inve he's an inventor. You're right. I think you're that right. like he's got a. I really like your idea, 
um, I, I just don't want it to be too similar to uh, Scarman. Right, you're right. You're right. It, and yeah. yeah, so he's kind of collecting these faces and the money to buy the tools, nice. the surgical tools, okay. and the you know the more elixirs to sedate each. You know, basically, he's going to be putting, he's collecting ears and noses and oh, nice. all yeah. these faces, and he's going, to, you know, he's picking, you know, picking what everyone's new face will be. Yeah, and they're very and, nice, and it, you know, it's it's not sh- like Frankenstein like at all. It's like very well made. It's yeah, a bespoke. Yes, they're bespoke faces, mm-hmm. and so he's ready, and um, I think he he does it on uh, Ricky Ticky first, just mm-hmm. to kind of make sure it works, and he's transformed into this. Uh, blonde-haired kind of, uh, you know, kind of handsome Fabio-esque nice. man. There's also you know? uh, there's also a world where he's transformed into a, you know, a South Asian man or an Indian oh. man, and he's forced to reckon with what that means. Oh, uh, it's like a it's a cruel joke that they play on him for all of his past misdeeds. Yeah, and you're right. This is where he can transform, so that's fun, and then. The kids, I think in a creepy way, they get old people's faces. Nice. Yeah, those are short little... Or they're, they're given, like, special stilts uh, as well as old man faces. Yeah. And I think when it comes time for Truly to do it, I think that Chitty, because he's so in love with her, he doesn't want to do it. He d- He's trying to talk her out of it. He, mm. goes, we, we, he goes, listen, Truly... We can't go through with this. Like we should just go. This is crazy. Like mm, yeah, we we can we can't we can run for we can't it. Get in, yeah, we can't get new faces. No. Like look at look at what they did to the kids. Like this are is these crazy. permanent? Are you thinking? Uh, yes, I'm. Assu- I'm assuming that he's slicing. You know, from the hairline to the chin, removing the original faces, and uh, sewing. Wow, the new faces on. There also could be a world where they're just sort of face masks, like really good face masks. Yeah. Um, just thinking about the the they're medicine. semi. How about they're semi permanent? They're semi permanent. They're they're sewed on, but the original faces are beneath them. Yeah, they can, that's they, that's nice. It's really hard pull to it take off. off. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but but still, you know, Chitty's like, we can't do this. We gotta go. We gotta go for it. We gotta run for it. Yeah, and. He loves his face, and he, he loves he, Truly's face. Yeah, and she loves him too, and they're like, you know, you're right, but like, but we're going to get busted. I don't want to be running forever. I don't want to be, I want I want a normal life. I can't just be on the run forever. Yeah. Like, what do we do? And do you think, what do you think? Do you think they go through with it and then learn to love each other as their new faces, or do you think they run away? I think they've got face... to run away sort of like, because oh, because they're gonna come back probably to save the yes. day. so they have to. Okay, exit. you're right. I was about yeah. to say they run away, and then Benny, and then in the middle of. Okay, and then Potts is like, "Okay, suit yourself, dumbasses." Yeah, like, um, welcome to a life on the run. You clearly wasn't that great. Okay, yeah. so he's now removed his own face. No, I'm sorry. He's now in the middle of sewing on his own face, new face. Um, it's very painful, but he can't sedate himself. You know, he's a, he's got several mirrors set up. Yeah. And I think this is where the shadowy figure of Scarman kicks open the door. Nice. 
and he's got this kind of weapon that he's created. It's kind of an Indiana Jones whip, but on the end, it's a, a bear claw. Okay. Okay. It's like a it's a it's like yeah. a taxidermied bear paw. Yeah, totally. With, cl- it, with yeah. claws on it. Nice. Um, and the the whip is black, very deep yeah. black leather, and and, and, and this. He probably, in his sort of disfigured rage, murdered a bear, killed a bear, and used yep. the bear to sort of make his his weird cloak, and he used the claws. And he's been surviving off of bear meat, yeah. which he's dried, just like the Mongolians did in uh, G- Genghis Khan times. They would mm-hmm. slice horse meat thin, yeah, uh, di- wrap, you know, put a lots of salt on it, and then put it between the back of the horse and the saddle and mm. all of that riding would uh and heat would would push the moisture out and cure yeah and dry out this this horse meat but he so he's done that with the bear meat and he's been surviving on this alone for for weeks it seems and oh uh, and it would be yeah. cool if he had like a he had a he has like a bear cloak he's yes. got a lot of bear stuff he's got the fur on it as like a cloak yeah yeah and he and so he where are they staying now, the the folks? Oh, I think they've created. They're like living in like um, like a dilapidated factory. Okay, so and, uh, they're so, hiding in the in the back of it. So yeah, the black horse crashes down the door of this factory and goes. And rears yeah, kick, up. it kicks it with its he- hind legs. Yes, and you see the flashing red eyes, and you see sort of this bear man enter, but then. Benny Hill as Scarman throws back his bare face hood and you see this horrible disfigurement and this mask and his brain shape. Um, and it's pulsing. The brain is pulsing because yeah. he's mad. Yeah. Um, okay. And so and he, he... Yeah. I, I think I, he immediately whips him. He whips him really hard, ripping off... Potts. The, the Potts' new face mm-hmm. and original face so he's got this big three big three cuts on his face wow okay and uh, he's surprised and i think um then the next move is uh he wraps the whip around his leg and kind of pulls him by his leg towards him then maybe third move he whips the whip around his neck and now he's choking him and this is where he goes into this kind of this is written by ian fleming so there will be a a final bad guy speech. Mm. And he goes, I was once just a hardworking, small village constable. I looked after the farmers and the village people, and I did my job well until I met you, that tramp and the, these your urchin children who have now, you know, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, ruined my life, and now I need to get a, you know rev- get avenge my honor and life, and I've made it my life's work to punish you. And I I feel like we see the life draining out of pots, and perhaps there's a fade out and and maybe a, a flashback of sorts where pots his whole life kind of flashes before his eyes, and he sees. <laughs> Like maybe yeah. his early inventor days, meeting his wife, having the children, the horrible accident the wife with dying. the wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, this is this has to be thwarted then by Truly and Chitty Bang re-entering. 
Is it too soon for that? No, that's exactly what would happen. Mm-hmm. Because the, the children are asleep. Nice, yeah. Uh, they're sedated. They've been drinking 1915 or 1910 uh, medicine, which is just opium yeah. syrup. Yep. Okay, uh, they they come back because uh, they decide, you know what? Like, we can't we can't give up on our friends. No. We we think that they're gonna like get on a steamship probably and go. Oh, you know what? They buy they buy tickets to America. Yeah, they're gonna go to like America. Titanic. They they go to the port. They buy tickets to America. They're eating like uh, kind of egg salad sandwiches, waiting for the. No, it's more like a hand pie. It's like a hand pie with like yeah, uh, kind of beef or chicken or yes exactly yeah, yeah. um blood sausage maybe mm. mm-hmm. okay and then and then yeah then you cut back to um pots starting the surgery then everything we just described with uh scar man coming back mm-hmm. and then uh, right as then the, then his life flashes before his eyes cut you know fade to black and then you hear just like the beginning those um uh car engines yes and then, oh yeah, and then you wake, and then he opens his eyes, and we have this sh- a POV shot, almost like you know an elliptical oval opening up in front of the lens, like his eyes are open. Right, right. And he goes that, and then Scarman goes, "Okay, that's it. You'll be dead any moment now." <laughs> and that's when, um, uh, what's the most epic way? Is it the vacuum cleaner from the beginning, or how do they kill? How does do they? Smack him with the accordion. What you know? What's the best I way to- what I am imagining is that on the way to the the ship, uh, truly and Chitty Bang noticed a sign for the 1910 British Grand Prix, and what they did is they rerouted the Grand Prix track to go right through the factory. And so then yes. race car after race car after race car comes in and just, you know, liquefies Scarman uh, in this horrendous, like, multi-car car accident. His body I is love just... it. And the timing of it is is completely bizarre, but it's just perfect. So they there's a map of the race, and they just, they, like... They change it. They like, yeah, you know, wipe it, it, and then they, they change the map of the. Oh, they're at a they're at the pub buying the blood sausage hand pies, right. and the man who's making the map, um, goes to the restroom. Mm-hmm. So while he's gone, they change it, and then, uh, and you know you, what? Yeah, you know that. Scene and then I in, think, a, and then in, I think a full day goes by. Oh, okay. I think, and then the the surgery is happening the next day. Okay, and. Yeah, so they're there, and then Chitty Bang, he, it's got to be kind of like a Fast and Furious line. He goes, hey, man, why don't you leave my friend alone? And, like, they're both surprised. I, I don't know if that's the, be- the, the most, you know, clever line, but he goes, hey, my, I always thought, I, I learned, my grandma taught me that friends need to stick together. Nice. And then, and then... And then he goes truly. And then she and then she and he, she he nod you know she nods and then kind of he like passes the torch to her to say something clever, and she goes gentlemen, start your and or why am I doing it in the same voice? She goes gentlemen, start your engines. And she's from the south, I guess. And all these cars 
fly by and they're just far enough over where they're running over scar man yes. and there's such a there's that shot where he's seeing the car getting closer to him right you know close up of the car close up of him boom he gets tossed up he's spinning um then he lands again and he's hit by another car yeah. launched into the air yeah then he kind of he kind of bounces off a few times but then as you said then his body just begins to be liquefied by yeah. all of these you know car after car after car um and kind of Looney Tunes esque, uh, he's completely flat, like a pancake, and we yes. see the um, the tire treads nice. over him. Yeah, and his bear, and then maybe co- his bear's all messed up. His his bear suit. The the brain thing is still pulsing. Oh wow, yeah. Or and maybe, then and then maybe like the there's final like a pulse. like a Play-Doh, like a Play-Doh tube of his brain is sort of like oh, oozing out, oozing out, like in that particular shape, however it is. And yeah, sort of like a long. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. So and then a uh, Chitty Bang pick, pick, you know, unwraps the whip from Potts. He he, he helps him up, like, you know. They and they kind of sit down to enjoy, you know. The kids walk in, and I think in like this really gross way, the kid like takes a knife and w- kind of uh, picks up that piece of brain and puts it on a piece mm. of toast and spreads it out on a piece of toast wow. and eats it with his sister. Wow. Um, and. Um, that maybe that's not necessary. I think maybe that was a little too far. But you know, either way, they're all, right. all together we can, again. We can we can always cut it later, but that's definitely in there, and we'll, we'll yeah. see how the the focus groups react. <laughs> react, okay. And then so they're all together. Uh, you know the um the old man Ricky Ticky comes in, and he walks in, and he's like he's. And even though we didn't talk about it, like he's come to terms with it, and he goes, "I could get used to, th- I can get used to this." And maybe, maybe he has a, you know, an Indian woman on his arm who's yes. like, who's loved him and is like loving him, and and he loves her, and it's like the redeeming power of love. And I feel like there's also something I'm I'm noticing where one of the the cars has crashed into a fiery you know, pile in the corner of this factory. And here we see the dog, the sheep dog, uh, amble over there and in the milkman's voice, uh, you know, maybe ask somebody, well, like how much for this wreck of a car? Or we see that we understand <laughs> <Yes>. that <laughs> it's, it's back. That scene is back again. And the dog yeah. is the milkman who wants to liquefy this car because that's all he wants. He wants to melt cars. That's right. And uh, and I think and then tr- truly, um, she goes, um, me and me and Chitty, we're going to America. Our ship will be is going to depart soon. Um, promise me you'll send the children to school. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Chubbs or I mean Potts goes. Yes, of course, ma- my lady. I will surely send them to school. And then he turns towards the camera, breaks the fourth wall and winks at us like, I'm not going to send them to school. Yeah, And his face is so still so disfigured from the bear whip. Yes. Or maybe it's slightly better. I don't know. There's there, but yeah, I think he's like, yeah, he's like, okay. Yeah. And then I think he's got like some salve. Some kind of sure. Vaseline yeah. type. So he's, he's, yellow, he's yellow a little Vaseline better. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so everyone leaves. Is that the final? Is that the end? 
Um, Did we wrap everything well, up? Well, we don't know. We don't know why it's called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We do have Chitty Bang. Oh, but why okay. would you say like why so, why okay, the double right. why the double name? Okay, so I think Potts turns to the camera and says, you know, and winks to, to you know as like a final joke, like oh I'm not gonna send the school the kids to school, and then Chitty Bang goes, Milady. What do you say we go chitty bang bang? Hmm. Or she goes chitty chitty. Would you like to bang bang? Wow. And then he winks at the and then they both wink at the camera. And you then know, the kids and I their like disgusting that. old faces wink at the camera. Maybe what we could do, we could set it up a little bit when so you know there's the, the there's that oval opening conceit that we've introduced and maybe when Potts comes to the final time and and he's okay he's seeing double and he sees two chitty bangs and maybe maybe like that concept is he's like chitty chitty oh i like it bang bang you know so it's this this yeah because he's foggy he's foggy and he's seeing double and like i think everyone finds that hilarious and there's like a little bit of like they're like oh that's the name of the movie yeah 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 that's so funny and then and then like sort of that joke continues and everyone's playing with it and and like it's, we can sort of lighten up the like oh chitty chitty do you want to bang bang it's sort of part of this whole moment of mirth and so it's not so disgusting okay so yeah and then and then the final moment i think is him is pots winking at the camera cut to credits yeah and then maybe as the credits go we see the them all working on a strange invention a new oh yeah and then it goes five years later and chitty bang is like the uh is in america in the in the west he's mm-hmm. out west on a farm right and he's growing pot he's got like a humongous pot farm yeah and so we're talking this is like is this like i i wonder world war two as this is 199 like you after know, world war one should we do like because i'm i'm you know we're in this coronavirus moment i wonder if it's in the middle of the spanish flu in like 1918 Oh, I'd, and maybe he's creating like CBD. Yeah, or his his weed stuff. that he's growing is like really helping the Spanish flu. Oh, and uh, Truly's like a nurse. Yes, and she's injecting people with uh, this like CBD oil, and yeah. they're magically being cured. Yes, and like, and maybe yeah. they're all the kids, and he's are inventing some sort of like pot harvesting and processing, like mi- big machine. Well, the kids are still in England. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. Right. So, so Chitty Bang and uh, the and Truly are like a team. He's a farmer. She's a nurse. Yep. They're helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, then the 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 old man is living in Southeast Asia, like yeah. just like on a oh, beach catching yeah. fish. Yes. Um, then <clears throat> the the sheep dog is like just like working. Yeah, he's just liquefying cars. Cars. Yeah. With a smile on his face, yep. then um, Potts is uh, inventing stuff with the kids. They're they're now teenagers, but with still old people faces. Yes, and the faces have not like aged correctly. No, like, they're yeah, they're sort of spoiled. Yellow and st- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of rotten. Yeah, there's like flies Oof. around them. Oh my god, um, maggots crawl. No, I mean, not so bad. More like leathery, dried out. Yeah. Okay. And then. Um, yeah, and they're inventing something really cool. Like maybe 
um, television. Maybe he's nice. inventing television. That's nice. And and then yeah, and that's kind of we in this universe, he's the one that invented television. That's nice, and I it makes me think like this is a little anachronistic, but we see they're old. That the two kids are old, and they're sitting in like a theater box, and we come to understand that they're the uh, they're the Muppet like old guys. Uh, oh, and this was all in the Muppet universe. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Waldorf and uh, mm-hmm. Stadford. Uh, uh, Muppet old guys. Yeah. Okay. So this is perfect. Okay. Let's think about what the poster would look like. And then I'm going to read the real Wikipedia synopsis. So the poster. Statler and Waldorf. Okay, thank Statler, you. I'm, Statler, yeah, I'm going to get Waldorf. that clean. Statler and Waldorf. Okay, so I think the poster, it's got to have um, this big shadowy kind of top left corner is Scarman. Mm-hmm. Scary. Nice. Yeah, red-eyed horse. Right, bear, yeah, red-eyed horse. On, on a red stallion, on a red-eyed black stallion. Yep. Then we've got uh, Chitty Bang and Truly, kind of smaller together. He's mm-hmm. got his arm around her. Yeah, the sort of Star then, Wars like early Star Wars feel. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then we've got that um, the ki- the kids and the dad like large. Yeah, and they're they're right. looking fresh. They're looking good. They're happy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's sort of kind of like a collage of all the people. And then what what is the tagline for the movie? It's like uh, it's got to be clever. It's almost right. like you know. Um, Oh, maybe it's blood is thicker than water. Nice. That's uh, good. Dot dot dot. Sometimes. Huh. Okay. That's pretty good. I I'm I would want a uh, Chitty Bang to be pretty like to be. It's it's kind of his story, you know. Yeah, he goes. It's like um, I'm just maybe it's kind of Bob Dylan esque. It's like I'm just a rambling man, rambling down or. No, maybe it's like uh, only so, Rolling Stones get moss. What is that? What um, I'm looking. So uh, the Swelly Express is the name of a, a Chitty Bang album. Swelly, S-W-E-L-L-Y. Of course. Um, Opposite of Adults is one of his online hits. Um, Peanut Butter and Swelly. So... Uh, like swelly is a big chitty bang like word. It it's looks a like. word. Um, um, like, all swell that all swelly uh, that ends. Yeah, swe- that I like. All swelly that ends welly. That's great. Okay, all swelly that ends welly. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, and then and then it goes dot 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 chitty bang. Yeah. Oh no, maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a it's a the quote is attributed to. So the top of the poster says Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We've got this collage of people. Yep. A bog at the bottom. Yes. And really then at nice. the bottom it says all swelly that ends welly, you know, and then it's like attributed to Chitty, Chitty Bang. Chitty Bang. Nice. Okay. All right. Let me open up Wikipedia. Okay. okay. So 1968 musical adventure fantasy film. So we did have some music. We did. Uh, Ian Fleming's novel is called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Magical Car, written only four years before this movie. Hmm. Okay. Uh, produced by Albert Broccoli. I love that name. Wow. Albert Broccoli. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, opens with a montage of racing. The, this car appears to win every race from 1907 till 1909. It crashes, catching on fire. Uh, it ends up in an old garage in rural England where two children, Jeremy and Jemima, have grown fond of it. However, a man intends to sell it to the junkyard. That's, um, oh, I guess, yeah. Whatever happened to Coggins? Who uh, gives Coggins, a Coggins is basically like, you got to get out of here. Coggins is like. Yeah, you got to get out of here. The oh, last. you know what? And then I think he's tortured at some point to get, tell them where they went and he doesn't. Maybe by the Scarman. The Scarman goes back to Coggins and he's like, where do they go? And he doesn't that, tell them and Scarman kills him. That'd be great. I think that'd be a really, really great way to introduce Scarman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what the fuck is that? Who the fuck? Oh, his name is Car- Caractacus. Potts's first name is Caractacus. Wow. Okay. What could, yeah. um, and Truly's last name, I shit you not, is Scrumptious. So her name is Truly Scrumptious. Oh boy. That is a porn name if I've wow. ever heard one. Yeah. She's a beautiful described as a beautiful wealthy w- woman who owns her own motor car. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. So fuck. Okay. Um. Oh, he invents these like sweets, but and then they can be played like a flute, and he intends to sell them called toot sweets. Hmm. Oh, that's funny. Um, and oh, guess what? Um, Truly's dad is a major confectionery manufacturer. Um, what the fuck? Okay, and then so everything is going to work out. He's going to sell this, like. M- candy that can be played like a flute to her dad but then him playing the flute attracts a pack of dogs who overrun the factory resulting in the proposition being rejected because there's like too many dogs and it messes up the deal whoa okay and then he sets up an automatic hair cutting machine at a carnival to raise money but the invention accidentally ruins the hair of his customer oh god uh this guy named Cyril is mad, but he's he eludes Cyril by joining a song and dance act. He becomes the center of the show and earns more than enough in tips to buy the car and rebuild it. They named the car Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, that makes sense. That the car was the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay. Right. right. Oh, because of the unusual noise of the engine. So Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I goes, yeah, I guess that's kind of how the engine sounds. Okay. They picnic on a beach with Truly... Uh, he tells them a story about Baron Bombrust, the tyrant of fictional Vulgaria. Whoops, sorry about that sound, everybody. I hit my mic. Okay, he tells them about a tyrant of fictional Vulgaria who wants to steal Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. As Potts tells his story, the quartet and the car are stranded by high tide. That would happen to a guy who's like never paying attention to anything. The story then continues in which they are attacked by pirates. What? All of a sudden, Chitty deploys huge flotation devices and transforms into a powerboat. That's James Bond-esque. Yeah. They manage to escape Bomberst's yacht and return to shore. The Baron sends two spies to capture the car, but they capture Lord Scrumptious, Truly's dad, then Grandpa Potts, the colonizer, by accident, mistaking each for the car's creator. What? Oh, oh and then they steal the grandfather. Okay. The kids see the grandfather being taken away by airship, which I don't know if that exists. I know the Zeppelin was just invented around this time, 
05 or something. They almost catch up with Grandpa, but they accidentally drive off a cliff. Just Oh, th- you know what? That's where they probably swear off, swear, uh, veer off the road. Sw- I almost said swerve and veer together. Severe. They sphere off the road. They swerve and veer off the road. Um, as they approach the bottom, Chitty sprouts wings and propellers and begins to fly. Mm. Okay, so the dad has basically made... Potts has made this kind of like a... Who's that guy? And an inspector gadget type car. Okay, mm, the chase yes. continues. They follow the airship to Bulgaria and find a land without children. Uh, the Baron and his wife imprison them. They find the grandpa... Um, oh, they send the grandpa back to the castle so they, to make another floating car for him. Um, he lies to the baron to avoid being executed, blah, blah, blah. They are helped by a local toy maker. Um, Ch- Chitty is discovered and then taken to the castle. Uh, Caractacus, Mr. Potts and the toy maker search for grandpa. And truly, uh, and truly searches for food. The children are caught by the Baron, okay, by the, a man named the Child Catcher. That's creepy. Oh, my God. Okay, the toy maker, doesn't have a name, takes Truly and Caractacus to a grotto beneath the castle where the townspeople have been hiding their children. Duh, there are children they've just been hiding. They concoct a scheme to free the children and the village from the Baron. The Toymaker sneaks them into the castle, disguised as life-size dolls for the Baron's birthday. So that's a little bit of a, a, a horse of Troy. What do you call that? A tro- it's the hor- Trojan, Trojan horse. horse. Yeah. Caractacus snares the Baron in a s- trap, and the children swarm into the banquet, all overcoming the Baron's palace guards and guests. In the ensuing chaos, the Baron, Baroness, and the evil child catcher are captured, and Chitty... Oh, Chitty can do sh- stuff on her own. You know, it doesn't need a driver. So the car comes and rescues them. They are reunited with Grandpa, the Potts family, and truly bid farewell to the toy maker and the rest of the village. And then they fly home to England. Um, so Potts finishes the story. They drop Truly off at Scrumptious Manor, where he says there's no way we'll ever be together. Um, she... Uh, okay, that's harsh. Okay, the Potts family come back to their college where Lord Scrumptious surprises Caractacus with an offer to buy the Toot Sweets as a canine confection, renaming them Woof Sweets. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure dogs are not supposed to be eating uh, copious amounts of s- sugar, so that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Caractacus, realizing he'll be rich, rushes to tell truly the news. They kiss and truly agrees to marry him. As they drive home, he acknowledges the importance of pragmatism. Pragmatism, As the car takes off into the air again, this time without wings. After the credits, a screen with the words exit music appears with a reprise version of the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang theme playing. So, oh, he can't marry her because he's, he's like, you're rich, I'm poor, we'll never, like will never be, be able to make it work. And then once he realizes he's rich, he has the guts to marry her. So that's kind of messed up too, because wow. if they were meant to be together, she's going to inherit the toy company anyway. Yeah. All of the, all of the money that Potts is going to make is going directly from her father's bank account. So wow. like they could have made it work. So to actually like it basically says like, if you don't have money, 
you're not going to be able to marry the girl of your dreams. Um, it's kind of a bad thing to teach kids. Probably, uh, you know, a continuation of the propaganda uh, paid for by the uh, the top corporations to fill our minds with capitalism in uh, wow. entertainment. So, um, Ben, which movie did you like more, ours or theirs? Uh, I definitely ours. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I mean, it's just theirs is extremely complicated. I think I I knew a little bit. Like I always thought it was a movie about a flying car, but I didn't know all of the convolution like uh, that happened outside the flying car. The car, the car doesn't really matter in the original one. And it certainly doesn't matter in our movie so much. I mean, it's a little bit. But it, it's really, I mean, our movie is about Chitty Bang. And this movie is about weird, like, gender politics and class. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. 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 Well, Ben, any, if you, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, is there anything on the internet that you'd like for our audience to check out totally music any things that you do oh you also have a podcast i do i have a podcast uh called cozy zone with ben weber you can find that on on itunes uh or wherever you catch pods uh and i'm also in quarantine i've been working on this project called day job uh in which i'm transforming this uh, these these extra art materials I had laying around into these very uh, intense, uh, methodical, repetitive art sculpture things. And you can visit that at dayjobproject.com. Cool. Well, Ben, it's uh, any words of wisdom, anything you've learned in your uh, time on this earth that you might that you think might be worthwhile to ins to tell our audiences as they are struggling with their own losses and um, feeling maybe down. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I would just want to say that, you know, none of us are alone in this and uh, all, all of the, all of the bad things that are happening uh, are, are due to horrible structural wrongdoings that uh, the ruling class has put into place. And I, I think human beings are, are loving and, and good creatures. And, and I, I believe that we're all going to join together uh, and come out of this uh, stronger as a, a global community and a species. Well said, I agree wholeheartedly. So as Chitty Bang would say, all swelly that ends welly. Everyone, just keep your heads up. It's not the destination, it's the journey. Let's make it worthwhile on this very short time we have on this planet called Earth. Ben, have a wonderful day. I'm going to go eat some tuna salad I made yes. this morning. Uh, I'm going to get on my skateboard and go around the block. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Nick. My pleasure. Sayonara.
was a lot of <clears throat> what what's happening to my voice <clears throat> well that was a lot of fun had a great time having ben weber on the show went wild with it as the kids say we were wilding out so i guess that's the version of chitty chitty bang bang and uh thank you so much for listening i hope you all have a wonderful day and as I say sometimes, onward and upward. Stay well, take care of your friends and family, and never forget, you are in charge of your own destiny. Goodbye. Goodbye.